Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Coming to you from Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, I want to start today's show by thanking everybody that uh, is retweeting and sharing uh, this broadcast online. I encourage you to continue to do that as more and more of the mainstream media channels uh, to get our message out become clogged. We have got to really focus on developing our online platforms, especially on alternative alternative social media uh, like Parler and Gab and Minds and uh, Library and BitChute and all of the others. But uh, continue sharing, continue to grow this audience, and I will continue to do my part as well by bringing you the news behind the news. And uh, in a classic case of that is the case of Jessica Whitaker, a 24-year-old mother of a three-year-old child who last week in Indianapolis, Indiana, was murdered um, after an encounter with a group of Black Lives Matter activists. They, uh, they were out in the town, a Republican city, uh, with a fairly low crime rate. But they, uh, they came across a, a group of Black Lives Matter activists, and uh, one of the groups shouted at her and her group that Black Lives Matter, to which Jessica had the audacity uh, to point out that all lives matter. Um, it caused a confrontation, and uh, both sides uh, displayed weapons, at which point uh, everybody separated. I guess they didn't want to... Uh, to engage in a firefight, but uh, shortly after, one of the group uh, went up on a bridge and opened fire, killing this poor 24-year-old mother uh, for having the nerve to point out that all lives matter. You can do a Google search all day long. You will not find any coverage from any of the mainstream media on this matter because to them, I suppose uh, saying all lives matter, uh, she just got what she deserved. This whole thing has been totally covered up in the mainstream media. Try Google search, a Google News search. No coverage from CNN, no coverage from MSNBC, none of the networks, not even Fox News. 
Why isn't the world outraged about the life of Jessica Whitaker? I can tell you why, because it doesn't fit the narrative. BLM uh, is supposed to be a social justice organization. The whole movement is uh, nothing of the sort. It is a violent way to suppress speech. And now this poor woman has died as a result of it, and nobody is, uh, is there to stand up for justice for Jessica. It's sickening what's going on in this country. But, you know, the media manipulate public opinion by by how they cover, but uh, even more so about what they cover. We went on a three-week hate because a, a Catholic schoolboy grinned at an Indian that was beating a drum in his face. The media uh, allowed them to be threatened on their air. Celebrities out in Hollywood threatened to put them in a wood chipper and lock the doors of their Catholic school in Covington, Kentucky, and set it on fire. But you uh, you get a, a an actual instance of a hate crime, and uh, and nobody nobody wants to talk about that. You know, it's easy in this age to get discouraged and get dispirited, especially with these uh, this constant um, polling that tells you that uh, you know you're in the minority and that Joe Biden is going to win the election. Let me encourage you to ignore these polls entirely. Don't pay any attention to them. They don't mean anything. They're pure bullshit. Anybody that has ever commissioned a poll, and I have, I've commissioned many polls, knows that they're very expensive to conduct. I commissioned polls as uh, the head of the Firefighters Association in Atlanta and in Georgia. They're very expensive to conduct, and nobody uh, conducts a poll and pays all that money to yield results that is going to be contrary to the objective they're trying to achieve. And the objective that the, uh, the Democrats are trying to achieve is to, uh, to make you give up, to maybe make you think maybe you're wrong. Maybe it's not even worth going out and voting. And as I said, they're very expensive. Nobody's going to pay for a bad poll. They manipulate these results by framing, uh, the question that they ask, and then they go out and they target uh, the sample that they think will yield them the desired results. And if they don't get the desired results, then they will manipulate the uh, the the numbers how they uh, how they weight the various response groups. And the polling people know this. They're not going to admit that they're manipulating, but they know this. They know if they don't deliver the desired results that they'll, they're going to lose that account. They, they won't be hired by that company again. It's very similar to what happened uh, back in 2008 when it was discovered that the bond rating agencies were slapping a AAA rating on these um, collateralized collateralized debt obligations and uh, credit default swaps and everything that led to the collapse of our economy. If you look now, uh, the credit reporting agencies have gone all in on, on this uh, sort of dishonesty. They're now selling higher credit ratings openly on the air. If you send them, you know, some money, they will, they will bump up your credit rating. How is that even legal? They're charging people to improve a credit score that they are reporting. 
these manipulated polls serve two purposes. They, they depress the other side, and they, in this case, I think the reason that they're uh, so wildly out of step, you know, uh, dishonest, is because they're laying the groundwork for this massive voter fraud operation that the Democrats have put in place. Donald Trump is going to have to win these upper Midwest swing states by five or ten points in, over, in order to overcome all of the voter fraud with these mail-in ballots and, uh, and these uh, people coming in from out of state and voting. One of the things that these that you'll know uh, when to start paying attention is right before the election because that's when uh, these polling agencies try to salvage their credibility by point uh, by um, reporting more accurate numbers all the way up until the run up to this election they'll uh, they'll try to depress you and dispirit you and then right before the election especially if it looks like uh, you know they have been unsuccessful in shaping public opinion they'll report actual public opinion to try to uh, to keep from being embarrassed Well, on Friday night, uh, one of Tucker Carlson's writers, actually his lead writer, his name is Blake Neff, resigned uh, because it had been discovered that he had been uh, posting on bulletin boards under a, a, a pseudonym, not using his his real name. And uh, and these posts that he was, was posting were said to be racist and offensive. And so he stepped down and CNN got to crow that, you know, Tucker Carlson's lead writer was a closet Nazi. Well, I've read these comments that Blake Neff posted. They're snarky. Some of them, you know, go up to the line. He did participate in uh, threads that were, um, you know, offensive. But Blake Neff's actual posts were, were not anything like you would hear on a normal uh, newscast over at CNN or MSNBC. You famously remember when uh, Rick Wilson uh, and uh, that Muslim Brotherhood activist uh, Wajat Hali came on Don Lemon's show and uh, called half of the country a, a bunch of ignorant rubes. On CNN, uh, they've had guests on saying that uh, you know, Trump supporters don't have any teeth. I mean, it's been a nonstop flood of insults. What Blake Neff resigned for doesn't even come close. But Fox News, you know, forced Blake Neff to fall on his sword. It's going to be interesting to see what Tucker has to say about it on tonight's show. I'm sure he's going to uh, have to uh, throw Neff under the bus in order to stay on the air. And at this point, we need Tucker Carlson on the air because he really is the most articulate and uh, and clear-eyed commentator on the leftist parade. Here he was last week pointing out the outrages that are going on in Seattle. Recently, the city of Seattle summoned its white employees and only its white employees to a meeting and then informed them that their skin color is a crime. The city called this anti-racism training. Events like it are taking place all over the country right now in schools, local governments, corporations, the military. 
The city of Seattle named its training session interrupting internalized racial superiority and whiteness. This is their uh, their little stick. They're saying uh, white people are morally retarded and uh, and they have to give up their whiteness. I mean, it's it's the same kind of racism that used to be practiced against uh, black people in this country. It's just a different group, and it's being practiced by the same party that used to um, use racism in order to get and maintain power of the Democrat Party. They've just turned it around. They've bred a two generations or more now of uh, self-loathing uh, white people, and they think that uh, by you know cultivating racism among all of the minority groups, the non-white groups, and adding that to the the uh, the number of self-loathing whites that they've cultivated, that they can get a majority. Here's uh, Tucker talking more about what's going on in Seattle, and it's going on all across the country too. I've I've participated in these mandated seminars where they uh, where they come in there with these social justice warrior, um, you know, leader uh, seminar leaders and and beat up on white people. White employees in Seattle were informed that their so-called white qualities were offensive and unacceptable. Those qualities included perfectionism, objectivity, and individualism. The employees were told to stop exhibiting these characteristics, and instead they were ordered to undertake, quote, the work of undoing your own whiteness. In order to achieve that, in order to erase the traits they were born with, white employees in Seattle were ordered to give up the following. They were ordered to give up comfort. They were ordered to give up spending time with their their family. They were ordered to give up guaranteed physical safety, control over other people and the land, relationships with some other white people, niceties from neighbors and colleagues, and, quote, the certainty of your jobs. Prepare to be unemployed, pale employees of Seattle. Your skin color disgusts us. Yeah, that last little bullet point that they're using is a is an implied threat that if you don't go along, you you can forget about uh, any any uh, job security, even even with the government. And these uh, these seminars uh, tell white people that they have to give up white traits, and among those white traits are objectivity and perfectionism, and uh, and other things that uh, you know. Normally, you would want to have an employee. One of the things that they uh, they say this uh, obsession with being on time is a white trait that needs to be abandoned. It's all racism. It's the same racism uh, that used to be practiced, you know, by the Democrats against other people. They're just uh, they're just uh, turning it around and practicing it on a new class of victims. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family. If you find yourself in the middle of one, look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however, are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care 
care of your family, and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5 So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months, however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal, and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. And that special that he spoke about there is $100 off. You'll uh, you'll get a $297 four-week emergency food supply for just $197. The saving is of a $100, full one-third off of the price. And you'll get free same-day shipping and handling. Go to preparewithmojo50.com and get uh, prepared for your family as well. So Joe Biden is uh, is starting to wander out of his basement uh, a little bit more now. He's uh, he's showing up at these events that have literally less than twenty people at them, uh, sitting in these circles, uh, and uh, and so they're 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 trying they're trying to figure out a, a message for Joe in the absence of uh, you know an actual message that he can tell, which is that he's going to implement Bernie Sanders' socialist plans. And uh, and here's something he said uh, recently in Pennsylvania, where he was uh, trying to defend his so-called firewall. When we spend taxpayers' money, when the federal government spends taxpayers' money, we should use it to buy American products and support American jobs. Interesting, interesting. He goes on to say, uh, you know, we're going to the federal government is going to be the backstop. We're, we're going to be the main consumer of American manufactured goods to the tune of $400 billion. During my first term alone, we'll invest $400 billion in purchasing products and materials our country needs to modernize our infrastructure, replenish our critical stockpiles, and enhance national security. That's how much the federal government will spend. (laughs) Hear those birds tweeting around his head? It reminds me of those old Warner Brother cartoons when somebody gets... Um, you know, knocked out. They've got the little birds spinning around their head. I think uh, Joe Biden's knocked out on this. Uh, first of all, four hundred billion dollars is a drop in the bucket for what should be a uh, a nationalist economy where you protect American jobs and American businesses um, with strategically uh, applied tariffs. It, it was in every point in our history the way that you really revved up the economy, including uh, Donald Trump's economy. You uh, you give American businesses a, a a place to create a market without it being destroyed by people who pay a small small fraction of the wages that uh, American workers can get by on. Kellyanne um, pointed out the problem with uh, Joe Biden's plan. This is Joe Biden plagiarizing Neil Kinnock, the labor leader in 1987, killed his first presidential campaign. Second presidential campaign also got less than 1%, even if you account for the margin of error. And now, two days ago, he's plagiarizing Bernie Sanders. And yesterday, he's plagiarizing Donald Trump by American. Uh, Joe Biden, your policies helped to ship so, so, so much of our wealth and our jobs overseas to Mexico and China. It's President Trump who's brought manufacturing back. It's President Trump who signed into law the CARES Act so that the PPP program has helped 4.9 million small businesses and saved about 51 million American jobs. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday Joe Biden gave his speech 
with the teleprompter, not taking any questions, at a small business that had received a PPP loan and stood there and said, small businesses haven't received the PPP loan. They've gone to Trump people. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. People want to fact check. Yeah, uh, Biden, one of his lines is, you know, the PPP is uh, is going to big businesses. Well, guess what? The the big business don't get the money. The big business, the employees of the big business gets the money and big business employs a lot of people. So the paycheck protection plan is not money that these businesses can put in their pockets. They have to uh, keep their workforce on the payroll and use it for that. That's what the PPP is all about. So trying to claim that it's going to the cronies uh, is, is bull. It's going to workers. It's going to employees. Mike Pence pointed out Joe Biden's hypocrisy on this notion that he's suddenly discovered American manufacturers after 40 years in Congress and after eight years in Obama's White House, selling out American workers, betraying American businesses, kowtowing to communist China, going all in on these globalist schemes that uh, have, have just called, utter, caused utter devastation in this country. Joe Biden suddenly concerned about blue-collar jobs because he needs Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan. Here's Pence in another part of Pennsylvania the same day Biden made those statements. But uh, I know uh, not far from here, uh, Joe Biden uh, is at another company talking about his plans for the economy going forward. And I think that the choice has never been clearer for the American people. It's remarkable to think uh, that under the Obama-Biden administration, we Uh, This economy lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. In fact, Pennsylvania lost 51,000 manufacturing jobs. But in the first three years of our administration, 500,000 manufacturing jobs were added because of the policies of this president. You know, he points out there that uh, it was under the Obama administration that they lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs in this economy. That is a small drop in the bucket of the manufacturing jobs that we lost since the implementation of NAFTA and this uh, embrace by our political elites of globalism. Millions of manufacturing jobs were destroyed. The only reason Obama didn't destroy more is there weren't that many left by the time he got there. Clinton and George W. presided over uh, the most historic sellout of a, of a, a nation probably in the world's history. Here's Joe Biden. Uh, with the uh, the birds chirping around his head and trying to figure out, you know, what that noise is in his ear, uh, wrapping up his speech. I can hardly wait. I can hardly wait to deal with what he refers to himself as a stable genius. I can hardly wait to debate him. Oh, I can hardly wait either. Oh, God, it's going to be epic if it ever happens. They're already trying to figure out a way that uh, Joe Biden can refuse to debate Donald Trump. And if he does debate him, he's probably going to insist to be a virtual debate so that he can appear on camera and have his answers flashed up on his teleprompter so that uh, he can keep from uh, sticking his foot in his mouth, which he has made a career of. I'll leave you with one more clip in this section. This is uh, this is coverage of uh, one of Joe Biden's previous presidential runs. 
and see if you recognize this voice. Took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on it. And Biden says, not to worry, he reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. <laughs> the great Johnny Carson, that tells you how long ago this was. He, he never got out of, uh, you know, single digits. Here's the rest of this clip. There is one less candidate in the race for the presidency tonight. Delaware Senator Joseph Biden dropped out of the hunt today, saying the disclosures about his plagiarism in law school and his exaggerations about his academic record made it impossible for him to continue. I do it with incredible reluctance, and it makes me angry. I'm angry with myself for having been put in the position, put myself in the position, of having to make this choice. <laughs> oh, man. Joe Biden likes to call people horses' ass. He is the biggest horse's ass in American on the American political scene. We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at the Roger Stone's commutation. And, uh, and the president has denied Minneapolis emergency funds to rebuild right after these messages. On Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So you no doubt know that uh, the president on Friday evening commuted Roger Stone's three-and-a-half-year prison sentence that was handed down by the corrupt Obama activist judge Amy Berman Jackson, who just happened to be the judge that was assigned to the Paul Manafort case and uh, and uh, every, every case <clears throat> that uh, emerged out of Robert Mueller's witch hunt. It's just pure accident. Normally, when you go up there, uh, they've got in the old days they'd have a file box and um, they would uh, they would randomly pick a judge's name out of there and uh, and assign it to a case. But somehow Amy Berman Jackson got all of these cases that Mueller generated, except for of course the one on Tony Podesta when the uh, the Clinton uh, shop of the uh, Southern District of New York reached down into Washington and took jurisdiction over that. None of which crimes. Uh, were alleged to have taken place in in uh, Manhattan, but lo and behold, they they figured out that uh, Tony Podesta didn't do anything wrong, even though he was partners with Paul Manafort, who they sent to jail for doing exactly the same thing. But um, you know, 
there's no doubt that Robert Roger Stone was set up. Uh, I think it, uh, Rod Rosenstein responded that uh, he was communicating with Russians. He's talking there about Guccifer 2.0, which nobody knew was a Russian and who probably is not a Russian, probably a Ukrainian. But uh, in any case, the communications that he had with Guccifer 2.0 were nothing but opposition research. He was trying to get information that Guccifer 2.0 was uh, posting online. What was the other, uh, what, what was the other, oh, they say he lied to Congress. They say he lied to Congress. <laughs> oh, my God. Hillary Clinton, James Comey, John Brennan, Jim Clapper, James Clapper. All of these told actual lies to Congress, committed perjury in front of the American people, not on little minor things, but on huge national security issues. None of them were even charged. Roger Stone's life was ruined after the FBI had tried to set up Roger Stone and his uh, his partner, uh, Michael Caputo. Just like, uh, you know, they ran Felix Sater, a CIA informant at uh, at Michael Cohen, trying to trying to entrap him into uh, setting up a call with uh, Vladimir Putin. The FBI or the CIA, we don't know which at this point, uh, tried to entrap Roger Stone and Neil Caputo by running a, a, an FBI informant named Hank Greenberg. It's not his real name. He was a, he was a Russian who, uh, who was a, a long time for over 20 years paid informant for the uh, the feds they sent him down to Miami in order to offer uh, stone and Caputo two million dollars if uh, if he would if he would um, engage in uh, activity that would implicate him with colluding with the Russians as I said in the first half hour of the show, it's not just about the disinformation that you get from the mainstream media. It's the stories that they choose to cover. And they have totally uh, pushed that episode down the memory hole. Here's a clip of Roger Stone reacting after President uh, Trump commuted his prison sentence. Well, I was, uh, I was uh, elated, obviously. I was somewhat relieved, but I was not surprised. Uh, I believe from the beginning, uh, at the very beginning, at the time I was charged, um, you recall when 29 heavily armed uh, FBI agents stormed my home uh, in the pre-dawn hours of January 25th, uh, a helicopter, they arrived in 17 uh, armored units, uh, frogmen jumping off their boats in the backyard, to arrest a 67-year-old man with no previous criminal record for white-collar process crimes, I can now tell you the cost to the taxpayers was $1.1 million. All they had to do was call my lawyer, and I would have been more than happy to turn myself in, particularly given the ridiculously uh, flimsy charges on which I was ultimately charged. For a year, I was... Uh, Surprised at the at the, the trial in D.C. because it was manifestly unfair. The the judge denied me virtually every powerful line of defense, several of them unconstitutionally. 
the jury makeup uh, included uh, not a single Republican, not a single independent, not a single military veteran. Uh, you know, it could have been the Bush-Obama uh, Administration Alumni Association meeting. Uh, we've also appealed the ruling on my conviction. So I'm uh, had I had a choice of a pardon or a commutation, I, I'm happy to have the commutation because I want to clear my name. I'm happy to fight it out, uh, and I am happy to, uh, I would like to win a new trial and vindication. Would you have wanted a full pardon? Uh, you did, Well, see, a, whole, a full pardon um, admits he's uh, guilty. It, you, requires the acceptance of guilt, and I'm not guilty of anything. Whereas a commutation allows your appeal to go forward. Uh, so that you could have a new trial. So at the same time, they're turning rapists and uh, and uh, uh, people commit, you know, who uh, were convicted of of violent crimes out of jail by the thousands. They just recently uh, set ten thousand more of these violent felons onto the streets in California. They've done it in New York. It's responsible for a spike in crime because we know that these these people are going to um, reoffend. We, we know the numbers there. So while they're locking you in your house and telling you that, uh, you know, you can't have a business and you can't go to your job and you can't, kids can't go to school, they're releasing actual criminals from jail. That's, that's the place we've come in this country. I don't know if Roger Stone is actually going to spend more millions of dollars that he no longer has and, uh, and continue to try to clear his name. I kind of doubt it. I think he's, uh, you know, he's close to 70 years old, and uh, he's probably going to uh, ride off into the sunset. This is a clip I found. This is Nancy Pelosi appearing on the air with Al Sharpton, of all people, Speaker of the House of Representatives, going on air with a racial huckster, uh, claiming that nobody is above the law. The Supreme Court this week came back with a decision on the president's taxes. He has gone with every reaction you could think from saying it's a witch hunt to saying he won. What do you say? You clearly are in the middle of this, and it clearly was a precedent-setting decision by the Supreme Court. What does, what does these two decisions mean? As I go into that, I will say the president also said uh, that the action by the Supreme Court was based on a hoax. Uh, he says the coronavirus is a hoax. He says that he never said the coronavirus is a hoax. There's a lie. He said that the the media's coverage of uh, of his response to the coronavirus was a hoax, and it most certainly was. Charge that Russia might be uh, up to. Uh, some bad stuff regarding our troops in Afghanistan is a hoax. It was a hoax. Even the uh, New York Times has now admitted in an editorial page or an editorial board uh, 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 op-ed that there was no proof whatsoever behind this this notion that Russia was paying Taliban to kill Americans. So the two things that she said that the president claimed was a hoax Right there were, in fact, hoaxes. He's really the hoax in all of this. Now, as far as the Supreme Court is concerned, it was a good day for for the rule of law in our country. It was a good day for the Constitution. It may put up. Well, I would agree with that, and at least in the case uh, that was uh, on Congress, not necessarily the one uh, on the Manhattan District Attorney, but the one on Congress said that, yeah, you can uh, you can. 
subpoena those records, but you have to have a legitimate legislative function, and we see none. So they're going to have to, you know, go back to a lower court and argue that there is a legitimate legislative function in in uh, this political vendetta that they're grinding against the president, and they can't do that. Of receiving some of his financial records, but the fact of what was larger at stake was our system of checks and balances. And the court clearly said the president does not have immunity, uh, that no one, not even the president, is above the law. Oh, they love that phrase, above, no one is above the law. Here she is appearing on air with Al Sharpton, a notorious racial huckster who incited deadly riots in Harlem, has engaged in shakedown extortions as a business model, and has committed blatant tax fraud for decades. Decades. And she tweeted out uh, that 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 little clip right there saying no one, not even the president is above the law. Let's see your taxes, Nancy. How have you become so fabulously wealthy while serving in a job that pays about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? Mansions, wineries, gourmet ice cream. Let's see your taxes. She said she's not going to show her taxes unless she runs for president. She's third in line to the presidency. We ought to be able to see her taxes if if that's the standard she wants to uphold. If it weren't for double standards, the Democrats would have no standards at all. And while we're on the topic of hoaxes, the latest hoax from the Democrats is that the president's use of an American Eagle image in his campaign is using Nazi symbolism. Nazi, I tell you. They notice that, uh, you know, the, what do they call it? The raging eagle or something like that. The howler eagle is a Nazi symbol. Never mind the fact that you can find that exact same image on our currency or on, um, You know, the House of Representatives uh, official seal. (laughs) Oh, my God. The the Lincoln Project is behind this. The Lincoln Project, uh, uh, Rick Wilson and uh, um, all of these never Trumpers, these washed up uh, Republicans that, uh, you know, were discredited and lost their income. And so now they're going and working, you know, being being funded by left-wing activist groups to be traitors to the Republican Party. They were always traitors to the real Republican Party. They're saying that the use of an American eagle is is Nazi em, uh, embolism. George, George uh, Conway, Kellyanne's husband, is a, a member of this group, the Lincoln Project. So is uh, former John McCain campaign chairman Steve Schmidt and the disgusting Bill Crystal. You you can just look at that masthead for the Lincoln Project and see what a disgusting bunch they really are. USA Today did a, a fact check and uh, determined, yeah, well, it's true. The Lincoln Project did accuse the president of using Nazi 
imagery. That wasn't the question. That's not what the fact check should be. We know that the Lincoln Project is accusing them of using Nazi imagery. The question was whether or not it is Nazi imagery, and most obviously it is not. Just another racial hoax to try to keep their base inflamed and agitated. And we're seeing the results of that in the streets right now. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee to the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. If you've said the world has gone crazy, I think 99.9% of the Earth's population would, in fact, agree with you. Here's the thing. You can never be too prepared for the craziness that's happening all around you. Keep your head while others are losing theirs. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find an emergency food supply with a big discount because you are a Mojo 50 listener. It's not about uh, panic. It's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com. Well, I, uh, I I warned you, I guess it's been a couple of months ago now, that uh, they were going to come for the religious symbols after they moved on from the Confederate statues and memorials uh, that they would go for Washington and Jefferson. They, they even went after uh, Abraham Lincoln. The Black Lives Matter went after Abraham Lincoln, still going after Abraham Lincoln, and uh, Ulysses S. Grant. But, you know, they started uh, toppling crucifixes and a, a statue of St. Sarah out in California. And, and I, I gave everybody a heads up. They're coming for your religion next. A lot of people on social media poo pooed that. Oh, Jim, you're getting carried away. Surely they're not going to go for the religious symbols. We've now seen them attack churches, uh, seek to prevent parishioners from attending church on Sunday. And over the weekend we saw, that the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in California that was founded by St. Sarah burned under mysterious circumstances, very similar to the, uh, the fire at the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. In the case that happened in Paris, uh, I think it was obvious that it was arson. Uh, of course, the French were not going to admit that because it, it might lead to a a real civil war out there. But churches all across Europe have been burning for a decade now as they bring in um, radical fundamentalist uh, Muslims. And now the Notre Dame Cathedral in California has burned. They're toppling statues of crosses. They're attacking churchgoers. And in Boston, Massachusetts, they set fire to a a statue of the Virgin Mary. There is no end to this. This is a civilizational struggle, and it is, uh, it is Western civilization versus the heathens and the barbarians. The barbarians are inside the gate, and 
you know, law-abiding people are not the kind of people that are going to go out on the streets and uh, and engage in civil war. First of all, they've got family. They can't afford to go to jail and, and wreck their lives. We depend on uh, law enforcement to do this. But in these uh, these Democrat-controlled cities, law enforcement is uh, is giving the left a free reign. That's why it's so important that this November 3rd, you make sure you get out the vote and you make sure you take uh, as many Republican voters with you, not just for uh, to reelect President Trump, but we have got to punish the Democrats in the House of Representatives for this bullshit that they have unleashed on this country. The Democrat Party uh, needs to be consigned to the dustbin of history, as they like to say. And November 3rd is our chance to do it. Well, out in Minnesota, uh, that that governor, uh, I think his name is Waltz, Waltz, Tim Waltz. He has uh, requested $18 million in emergency relief from FEMA for the damage done by the Black Lives Matter riots in Minneapolis. And to the president's great credit, he said, uh, no. <laughs> This is the same guy, Governor Tim Waltz, who uh, who was very slow to send in the National Guard to to uh, defend the citizens of Minneapolis, while the the left wing governor of Minneapolis had withdrawn the police from the streets, including from their own precinct, which was su- uh, subsequently ransacked and set to the torch. Waltz says that there's. $500 million in destruction. Fact is, Waltz and uh, the Minneapolis mayor, his name is Jacob Fry, caused all this by refusing to deploy the National Guard early, by withdrawing police, and by refusing uh, Trump's offer to send in active-duty military to uh, to put down the, the riots. Now... Those same two are crying, oh, no, Trump is heartless. He's mean. But if we allow a a precedent to be set that these Democrats can withdraw from the police uh, from policing their streets and then the federal government, which is American taxpayers, are going to pay for the results that will have no end. They'll they'll do it everywhere. They'll they'll engage in this ethnic cleansing racket they've got going on and let the you know barbarians run wild push the good people out and then the federal government american taxpayers are supposed to move in and rebuild oh hell no this is a man-made disaster not a natural disaster and it was man-made purposefully by these uh, these idiot democrats absolutely the correct response is not no but hell no When you undermine police, when you refuse to enforce the law, when you uh, sign on to this Black Lives Matter agenda that's based on a lie, then you ought to have to deal with the consequences. I don't know what effect this will have on the election in Minnesota. Minnesota is uh, one of the upper Midwestern swing states that Trump needs to win. I don't know what percentage of the population of the state of Minnesota is uh, there in Minneapolis. But I can tell you 
that uh, it's the right thing to do. And I hope that enough uh, law-abiding residents of Minneapolis realize that they have, uh, you know, uh, gone down the wrong path and pulled back from this uh, Democrat leadership that they've been wedded to for 40 years. Well, I've been stocking up on Goya products. I normally uh, don't buy Goya products. I didn't know the story behind it. I thought it was uh, probably a Mexican company exporting goods into the United States. Uh, so, you know, I bought uh, I bought more familiar brands to me. Come to find out that this guy uh, does produce his products in the United States. It's for the uh, Latino market. But, you know, we eat a lot of uh, Southwestern and, and Mexican cuisine here at the Dawes house. And uh, I want to thank AOC who called for a boycott of Goya after its president, uh, you know, thanked uh, Donald Trump for the great economy that's helped his business. I want to thank AOC for, uh, for bringing Goya to my attention because uh, I went out and uh, last time I shopped uh, stocked up on Goya and I can tell you it's delicious. It's a great product. Here's a, a clip. This is Maria Elvira Salivar defending Goya and its CEO. Hi, I'm here at Sedanos. I have to put my, wear my mask. I'm here at Sedanos Supermarket, and I just came to check out some of the uh, products from Goya. Goya, as you know, is the so as you can hear me. Goya is the most important Hispanic company in the country. It's the largest Hispanic company in the country, owned by a very prominent Puerto Rican family. And right now they're under assault because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman from New York City, is saying to everybody that we need to boycott Goya. Why? Because she did not like what the CEO of this company said to President Trump at the White House on Thursday. And what he said basically was that he was grateful to the president for the good economic policies that he had implemented all throughout the last three years and that had helped those policies a lot of Hispanics, which is true because we have the best economy in the world in December, in January, and in February until the pandemic hit. So right now, Alexandra wants us not to buy Goya, and I think that's a serious mistake. And what we have here is that if you do not buy Goya, the only people that you are harming are its employees. People, more than 400 employees all throughout the United States, many of them in South Florida, in my district, and those people need to continue getting a paycheck so they can feed their families and come to a to a supermarket like this one. So we need to continue buying Goya. Not only that, is that this company behaved pretty well during the pandemic. They gave more than 200,000 pounds of food for free and more than 20,000 masks for free to everybody that needed it during the pandemic or the first round of the pandemic. So I'm saying to you is that if the CEO has the right to speak and say what everything he wants to is the same right that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to say everything she says all the time. Except for everything Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says is uh, idiotic. Representative Salazar said uh, that Goya employs 400, that the correct number is 4,000. And those are American jobs spread across this country. 
So absolutely, I'm going to be buying Goya. I'm going to make damn sure that Ocasio-Cortez's boycott fails. So as we close out the show, I just want to comment a little bit on this uh, this COVID hysteria that the media have whipped up. Oh, well, the infections are way up. The cases are way up. We're, we're all going to die. And they studiously omit the fact that the death rate is way, way down. These uh, people being infected now are young people that rarely even show any uh, symptoms we're, we're well on our way to herd immunity. They don't want that because at this rate, it will play out before the election. And even uh, Como is, uh, is getting in on this misinformation, you know, trying to pretend like what's going on in, uh, in Texas and Florida and Arizona is worse than what happened in New York, ignoring entirely the fact that Texas has 10 million more citizens than New York and has only 3,000 deaths compared to New York's 32,000, over 10 times as many. I think there's about 19 million people in uh, the state of New York, and there's about 21 million people in Florida. Right now we've got 4,200 deaths, even though we have a much older population and a a larger population compared to New York at 32,000. And after a week of these nightmare headlines, and Florida, you know, has 70,000 new cases. These are not new cases. These are positive results because the testing has expanded so much. But even then, hospitals down here have a grand total of 130 more patients. You can't make this up. There There were 45 deaths. In a state of 20 million people, I don't know how small that fraction is. It is infinitesimal, and many of these uh, these deaths would have happened regardless. They are, you know, elderly and immunocompromised people. But you worry that now that China realizes that uh, they can use the American media to destroy this uh, country with a virus, that there will be no end to it. Oh, we got to get back to school. Hey, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you, as always, for joining us. I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow, right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.